There's lots of advice telling you how to set and reach your goals. But before you dive in, it's a good idea to know God's plan for your life. Find joy in pursuing the next steps God has for you in Dr. David Jeremiah's new book, Forward, Discovering God's Presence and Purpose in Your Tomorrow. God does have a perfect plan for you, and it's time to embrace your life's purpose. It's time to move forward. Learn more at davidjeremiah.ca slash forward. As we enter the holiday season, we can appreciate the blessings God has bestowed upon us, even in such a remarkable year. Today on Turning Point, Dr. David Jeremiah considers why thankfulness is a natural or rather supernatural byproduct of the Christian life. Here's David to introduce a special message, Thanksgiving is Supernatural. Hey friends, have you ever thought about this? Did you ever think about the fact that children aren't born into this world thankful? They have no concept of what that means at all. Theirs is a uh, a wanting, give me mentality, but thank you isn't in their vocabulary. In other words, thanksgiving has to be taught. It has to be learned. We have to develop that characteristic in our lives, and God promises us that when we do that, we will be rewarded. Let me join my voice uh, with the voice of our announcer and say to you, happy thanksgiving. It's wonderful to be able to share these moments with you on a very busy day for many of us as we go about the task of being thankful and enjoying the fellowship that we have with our families. I mentioned earlier that because of the many, many challenges of 2020, you may think you don't have much to be thankful for, but that's not true. Uh, If you stop and remember what God has done for you, even in times like this, you will be filled with gratitude. And then you will begin to see all kinds of things that have happened because of the grace and goodness of God. Let's make that our goal on this day as we give our thanks to the Lord. And now, before any other announcements, let's enter into our discussion. This is called Thanksgiving is Supernatural. We know that the Bible speaks very strongly to the Christian about the importance of a grateful spirit. In fact, the word thanks and its various cognates appear over 150 times in the Old and New Testament. And the command to give thanks appears 33 times in the Bible. But it may surprise you that the Bible often and very carefully links the spirit of gratitude with victory in the Christian experience. I don't know if you've ever connected these thoughts, but twice in the New Testament I found this to be true. First of all, in 2 Corinthians 2.14 we read these words, Now thanks be to God who gives us triumph in Christ. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. So gratitude and triumph are together. And in 1 Corinthians 15, 57, it's like this. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Have you ever thought about the fact that a grateful spirit and triumph and victory in your Christian life go together in the same package? Victory and triumph in the same context with gratitude. You show me somebody who's experiencing spiritual victory who exudes a sense of triumph, and I can promise you, as you get to know that individual, you will find a man or a woman who is permeated with a spirit of gratitude. 
Gratitude, you see, is one of the evidences that God is in us and that he is working in us. Why do I say that? Because in the world in which we live today, there are so many reasons to be ungrateful. We can find a reason almost every hour to complain or be ungrateful. So if the Spirit of God is in us, that's the supernatural element of our lives. And it's the Spirit of God in us that enables us to have victory even in the midst of our situations and our circumstances. He can give us victory over the negative, self-pitying thoughts that so often want to take over in our lives. It's unfortunate that the doctrine of gratitude, which is paramount in the New Testament, is often relegated to an optional or seasonal spirit. A spirit of thanksgiving should be true of all of us if we know Jesus Christ and if God's Holy Spirit is in control of our lives. So today in this message, I want to give you a little foundation for your gratitude. I want to show you how prominent this concept is in the New Testament. I'm going to give you five principles that will wrap all of this together around the core of these truths. And I hope you'll take these and make these part of your life in the days ahead. First of all, the Bible teaches that when you are controlled by the Spirit of God, thanksgiving is the result. Listen to the words of Ephesians 5, 18 to 21. And do not be drunk with wine, in which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Now, I don't know if you noticed it, but in the Scripture, there are four different words that end in I-N-G. Those words are what we call participles. And a participle is a word that modifies the statement that goes before it. So in the text it says, be filled with the Spirit, and then you have all these participles telling you what that means. Giving thanks, making melody, submitting to one another. And what it says is that when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, one of the things that will be true for you is, first of all, you will be filled with joy. You will have a desire to sing. Even if you don't have a good voice, you'll want to express your worship to the Lord. The Bible even says that when you are filled with the Spirit of God, you will have a submissive attitude toward other people. You won't always be up on your high horse wanting your own rights. When you're filled with the Spirit of God, the Scripture says, you are submitting one to another. Gang together with these two words is the expression giving thanks. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So the third evidence in Ephesians of being filled with the Spirit isn't speaking in tongues or doing miracles or raising people from the dead. It's this simple, very basic concept of having an attitude of gratitude, of being thankful to God and to others for all that they have done and are doing for you. Here's the second one. And this one takes us to the book of Colossians. 
chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. And here we learn that when we are committed to the Word of God, thanksgiving is the result. These two passages are very much alike except for one difference. See if you can figure it out when I read it. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. You say, well, that sounds almost like the verse we just read. Well, it is almost like the verse we just read, except in the first verse, in Ephesians, we're told that when you're filled with the Spirit, then you're thankful. In this verse, in Colossians, it says when you're filled with the Word of God, then you're thankful. So when you're committed to the Word of God, thanksgiving is the result. A Spirit-filled Christian, you see, is a Scripture-filled Christian. You can't be filled with the Spirit without some relationship with the Word of God. Someone once said that the Holy Spirit uses the Bible as his toolbox. It is the instrument he uses to change us and conform us unto the image of our Lord. And Paul is saying that when you spend time as a spiritual Christian reading the Bible, you will come out a grateful person. It's the natural result of being filled with the Word of God. Let me show you the third one. When you are controlled by the Spirit of God, thanksgiving is the result. When you are committed to the Word of God, thanksgiving is the result. And number three, when you are characterized by the peace of God, thanksgiving is the result. Here again in the book of Colossians, we read these words. And let the peace of God rule in your heart to which you were called in one body and be thankful. I am so shocked at how many times that shows up in the New Testament literature, that God wants his people to be a thankful people. When a person is characterized by peace, he has that peace because it's one of the fruits of the Spirit. Peace is a fruit of the Spirit. When you're controlled by the Spirit, you have a sense of peace. It's one aspect of the fruit of the Spirit. And everywhere Paul talks about peace, he talks about it in the context of thanksgiving. The Spirit plus the Word plus peace, all surrounded by an attitude of gratitude. Here's the fourth one. When you're constantly in prayer to God, thanksgiving is the result. Here's that wonderful verse we all know. Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. The Bible says in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Don't ever leave thanksgiving out of your prayer. Don't ever overlook that distinctive. It's so important. It's always to be mixed with thanksgiving. When you're asking God for something, it is always with thanksgiving. When you're praising God for something, it's always with thanksgiving. When you're interceding for someone, it's always with thanksgiving. When you are a watchman on the wall for your church or for your family or for your nation, don't forget that with all of those requests, all of those should be mixed and blended together with thanksgiving to God for all that he has done. 
In Philippians 4, 6, Paul seems to be mentioning several kinds of prayer. But he focuses in on one kind of response, and that is the response of gratitude. It is to be present in all of our praying, no matter what the content of our prayer may be. And then there's one last one. Let me go through them again so we stay together. When you're controlled by the Spirit of God, thanksgiving is the result. When you're committed to the Word of God, thanksgiving is the result. When you're characterized by the peace of God, thanksgiving is the result. When you're constantly in prayer to God, thanksgiving is the result. And here's the last one. When you're concerned with the plan of God, thanksgiving is the result. Here's a verse that troubles a lot of people especially if they're going through some tough things. It's 1 Thessalonians 5.18, and this is what it says. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I'm going to read that again. Why don't you read it with me out loud? In everything give thanks, For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The first thing we learn about this last principle is that God's will concerning thanksgiving is very clear. I often have people, some of you on occasion, who send me emails or you catch me in the hallway or we have a conversation about the will of God for your life. And it's a legitimate question, and we should be pursuing a knowledge of God's calling and God's will for us. But there are some things we already know are the will of God. Do you know that there's some things you don't have to pray about? You don't have to get on your knees and say, Lord, I'm thinking about being a thankful person. What do you think? (laughs) No, God's already expressed himself, has he not? God has already said that it is his will for us to be thankful. One of the undeniable parts of God's will for every single Christian is found in this verse. Could the will of God be any clearer than this? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you and for me. I don't know how this resonates with you, but as you see this in the greater context of the New Testament, it is a powerful thought. Let me show you how powerfully this is taught in God's Word. For instance, in the first chapter of Romans, which I think is a terrible chapter in the sense that it outlines the fall of civilization, the fall of mankind away from God, Paul is describing what it's like when civilization unhooks from the Almighty. And I want you to listen to what he says. Because they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened, and professing to be wise, they became fools. Paul told the Romans, let me tell you what happens to a culture that rejects God. They will head down, 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 and one of the evidences of their decadence, of their rebellion against God, will be their lack of gratitude. A civilization that is coming unglued becomes an ungrateful civilization. Stop for a moment and consider, where are we 
as a civilization when it comes to this whole spirit of gratitude. In fact, isn't it true that somebody who says thank you or is grateful anymore is almost an anomaly? It isn't a part of our culture. You say, was it? Well, I've been around for a long time. It used to be a lot more than it is now. People today expect things. They feel entitled. It's a part of what's happened to our culture. And that's at the beginning of the process. You want to see where it ends up? The Bible says that as this culture continues to unfold, as it continues to decline, when you get to the end of times, Paul writes to Timothy and he says, this is what it's going to be like when the Lord Jesus comes back. Know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. And what is the next word? Unthankful. Ingratitude travels in some pretty bad company, doesn't it? Self-love, greed, pride, blasphemy, disobedience, ingratitude. When we are controlled by the Spirit of God, gratitude will start to exude from our lives. It may even catch you by surprise. You will certainly catch others by surprise when they notice your change in attitude. And you will know that what is coming forth from your life is not something that is naturally and normally yours. It's the supernatural evidence of the Holy Spirit who is in your heart and at work. God's will concerning thankfulness is clear, but notice one last thing. It's also very comprehensive. In Ephesians 5.20, Paul says that the Spirit-filled believer gives thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In Colossians 3, he expands it. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the Father through him. So you write it down. Whatever we do, whether we do it in word, whether we do it in deed, we do it all, and we do it all with thanksgiving. In other words, in everything. The most amazing thing about the Apostle Paul that we might call the grateful apostle is the setting in which he wrote these things. Almost all of his great thanksgiving passages were written in the books of Philippians, Colossians, Ephesians, and Philemon. Those books have one thing in common. They're the prison epistles. They were written by Paul while he was incarcerated. You say, no, that can't be right. He must have been in a palace somewhere all thankful about these things. No, he was in prison. And the plain fact is that the man who wrote these letters that so permeate with thanksgiving had a difficult life. Listen to the recitation he gave to the Corinthians in the 11th chapter of 2 Corinthians. He wrote, I have worked harder than any of them. I have served more prison sentences. I've been beaten times without number. I have faced death again and again. I've been beaten the regulation 39 stripes by the Jews five different times. I've been beaten with rods three times. I've been stoned once. I've been shipwrecked three times. I've been 24 hours in the open sea. In my travels, I've been in constant danger from rivers and floods, from bandits, from my own countrymen, and from pagans. I have faced danger in city streets, danger in the desert, 
danger on the high seas, danger among false Christians. I have known exhaustion, pain, long vigils, hunger and thirst, doing without meals, cold and lack of clothing. And it's this guy who said, in everything, give thanks. And I look at that and I say, if Paul can give thanks with the stress he had in his life, there's not anything that's ever happened to me that even compares to his list. You see, thanksgiving is not situational. It is not circumstantial. It is not something that is in us because of that which is going on around us. Some of those things are there and we give thanks for them. But thanksgiving is a spiritual attitude that God gives us when we become Christians. And when we allow that attitude to grow and develop, we can even be grateful for what God does for us when we're going through difficult times. All these things, the Bible says, we can become more than conquerors. And the only reason that we can be like that is because of the Spirit of God who lives within us. I wish I had time to give a little expose on what it means to be filled with the Spirit, but it simply means that when the Spirit of God comes to live within you, when you become a Christian, He is a resident in your heart. But when you come to him and say, Lord, I am not happy any longer with you just being a resident in my heart. I'd like for you to be the president of my heart. And I want to give my life to you and serve you, and I will be submissive to whatever you say. And all of a sudden, when you do that genuinely, you will find yourself saying and doing things that seem unnatural to you because they are unnatural. They're supernatural. They're spiritual. You'll say thank you in times when you might have complained. You'll be grateful for things that you never noticed before. Thanksgiving is a practical response to what God has done for us, but it's a discipline of life, isn't it? I promise you, I don't want to be a grouchy old man. I don't want to be a grouchy middle-aged man. I don't want to be a grouchy young man. I never wanted to be grouchy. But if we're not careful along the way, we allow our mind to keep producing these products of ingratitude. We think always about the things that aren't good instead of the things that are. And you know what? It's a choice that we make. It's a choice that you and I make. You want to break the hold of ingratitude in your life. You have to go before the Lord and ask Him to forgive you for an ungrateful life, an ungrateful heart and then began to do today what the Scripture says. Express your gratitude to God and to others who, when you minister to them, the Bible says you're ministering to God Himself, to Jesus Christ. I know it seems like the world is going to hell in a handbasket. I know that. Every day is a reason to get up and Watch the news, and before you even leave the house, you're all depressed and you're worked up about everything that's wrong. I promise you that you can take control of that by what you allow into your mind. Let the Word of God get in your mind. Let the Holy Spirit get in your heart. Let the peace of God take over your life. Get into prayer and ask God to fill you with a sense of His wonder, and you will have these moments that catch up with you when you just stand in awe that you are a child of God in a country where the gospel has been able to be preached. For everything that's negative in your life, there's 10 things that are positive. You just have to be willing 
to discipline your mind to find them and give thanks to God. This is one of those areas where perspective is everything. Uh, Some years ago, someone said something like this to me, David, you need to understand that the worst day of your life is better than the best day of the lives of most people who live in the world. When you stop and think about that, that's probably true. And yet we have a way of not looking at life that way. We think all of our days need to be our best days, and they can't be. And in 2020, we've learned that lesson the hard way. And we're still learning it. We still haven't completed the course. And God's not going to lift the pressure until he's done with us. And we're going to have to be patient. But one of the things we can do in the meantime is give thanks to God for all that he has done for us, for safety, uh, for the provision, for our needs. Uh, We're all so grateful we can go back to church now and be with our loved ones. We have our Christian schools are open. Many of our businesses are starting to open again. Uh, We've come through a really hard time, and God has been faithful and will continue to be faithful as we know. So on this special day, make sure you um, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and you will be so surprised at what the Lord has done. He is a faithful God, worthy of our worship, and certainly worthy to be the object of our thanksgiving. Have a special day. God bless you. Happy Thanksgiving. For more information on Dr. Jeremiah's special message, Thanksgiving is Supernatural, please visit our website where you'll also find two free ways to help you stay connected. Our monthly magazine, Turning Points, and our daily email devotional. Sign up today at davidjeremiah.ca slash radio. That's davidjeremiah.ca slash radio, or call us at 800-946-4300. When you do, be sure to ask for your copy of O.S. Hawkins' new book, The Bible Code, Finding Jesus in Every Book in the Bible. It's yours for a gift of any amount. You can also purchase the Jeremiah Study Bible in the English Standard Version, the New International Version, and the New King James Version, filled with helpful notes and articles by Dr. Jeremiah. Visit davidjeremiah.org slash radio for details. This is David Michael Jeremiah. Join us tomorrow as we continue the series In Search of the Savior, here on Turning Point with Dr. David Jeremiah. This Christmas may be the most under-celebrated Christmas in centuries. Without the usual festivities and gatherings, people may be feeling a distinct lack of the Christmas spirit. With that in mind, Turning Point and Dr. David Jeremiah have created the Home for Christmas Channel, an inspirational media platform offering free access to an array of Christmas music, videos, messages, and more. Sign up for your free Home for Christmas account at davidjeremiah.ca. If you've enjoyed today's program with Dr. David Jeremiah, you might be interested in hearing it again at your convenience. Stay connected to Turning Point by visiting our website at davidjeremiah.ca or by downloading our free Canadian mobile app. The app can be found by searching for Turning Point Canada on your smart device app store. Create an account and order digital resources from today's program with easy one-click checkout at davidjeremiah.ca. 
If you're looking to enhance your personal or group Bible study, look no further than the Jeremiah Bible Study Series. In each volume, Dr. David Jeremiah helps you understand what the Bible says and how to apply it. Along the way, you will gain insights into the text, identify key themes, and be challenged to apply the truth found in Scripture to your life. Get your copy today. Learn more at davidjeremiah.ca slash study. That's davidjeremiah.ca slash study. It's time to move beyond the regrets of yesterday and the problems of today and instead discover that your best days are ahead. Don't miss David Jeremiah's It's Time to Move Forward online special. Dr. Jeremiah is joined by Sheila Walsh, Levi Lusco, and Anthony Evans as they share a message of hope for today. Hope to see the future with great expectation, to stand firm in the promises of God, and to move forward no matter your circumstances. Available to watch right now at davidjeremiah.org.